This is Vernon Jacob, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. Let me fire up the topic of divine assistance. I think this word is going to overarch and I'm going to go into it on Wednesday as well. So I'll give you... uh, just the part of God's help and on Wednesday I'll talk about what do you have to do to to receive that help all right so so brace yourselves prepare yourselves this morning uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7 is uh, your homework and your study when you go home please read the whole of 1 Samuel chapter 7 we pick up the story where Israel is uh, losing battles to the Philistines. I'm not sure in your life whether you have that one thing that keeps coming up against you all the time. You defeat it and it comes again. Paul called it a thorn in his flesh. This morning we're going to address some thorns in your flesh and we are going to try and get the help of God for that. Philistines. A nation that consistently came up against Israel and kept defeating them. In the absence of any historical background, Samuel is their prophet. And you and I have a word to go back to study. But the prophet has to go into the realms of the spirit to access the secret to success. We read about it and we can teach from the word of God. But what do you do when you have no point of reference? And like Samuel, you're a prophet. How, does you, how do you go uh, and, and give people advice? So he goes into the protocols of heaven, downloads the technology of God. And God tells him, these people have, have too many gods before them. And so in 1 Samuel 7.30, Samuel says to all of the Israelites, if you are returning to God with all your hearts, then get rid of all the foreign gods in your life. Now we often think about it as idols and all those things. But Matthew 6.33 can address this when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these things shall be added unto you. You need to learn to put God first. Anything that will take the place of God is a foreign God. Please don't think of idols and in that regime, in that realm. When we talk about uh, and God will supply your needs, like I told you, we always compartmentalize it into money. But uh, uh, when, when we, Tibane brought an awesome word we, we always think about just those products. Look at your cosmetics. Those days you only used uh, Elida Gibbs and Pons, but now you're using L'Oreal and, and all of those. Look at those things that you're using. <laughs> you, your, your lifestyle, God has, has, has blessed you. But some of the times we always put things before God. God's going to address that. If you want to have divine assistance then you need to serve the God that you are calling on. That's what uh, it says. And I'm going to talk about divine assistance this morning. And and we're going to see how we're going to progress. The congregation may be seated. I'm going to teach this morning. There's a difference between a classical teacher and a teaching priest. Samuel is a teaching priest to the nation in the midst of an absence of, of, of any other presence. Uh, God gives the Israelites a prophet with Samuel. Samuel, as a matter of fact, later they have judges, and the people then don't want a judge. Judge who fights, leads them in battle, that God uh, would help them in the battle. They say, Give us a king. 
And so you move into a monarchy. And uh, we'll find that they have Saul. And Saul doesn't do a good job. And then they get David. And then they get Solomon. And, and they move into kingdoms. They move from a theocracy. God ruled to a democracy or a monarchy where man starts to rule and the people wanted that and God sometimes gives you what you want despite it not being good for you. I'm just going to talk, you must listen and just catch things, alright? So Samuel speaks to them and the way Samuel speaks to them, he doesn't have any word, no Bible, so he accesses codes from heaven and he tells them, if we will just put away all other gods, the hand of God will help us. And when a man of God makes a statement and God is listening, sometimes God doesn't uh, ask him to say it. But because he said it, and he's God's man on the scene, God honors it. And therefore, when you, when you are under a ministry at the altar, if the altar releases it, you better believe it because God will honor it. A classical teacher will show you principles. I'm going to use prosperity as an example. A classical teacher will show you principles to gain wealth. But uh, he just shows you principles. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. If you just implement the principle of giving, uh, it's going to work for you. Uh, so, so. The classical teacher just teaches you principles. He'll import principles even from a worldly context. Tell you principles. And uh, you, will, you will do well because you follow the principles. But a teaching priest, on the other hand, a teaching priest will not only show you the principle, but he will also strive to bring you into a higher realm of relationship with God. That's why if you, you need to discern the classical preachers, uh, these days, classical preachers, uh, they'll on the, from Monday to Saturday, they call themselves life coaches. Because they know they don't carry an anointing to teach. But a teaching priest must carry the anointing of God. It must be backed by the Spirit of God. Say, Pastor, why are you teaching us this? Because young people, listen to me. You are going to move into a church where you can have artificial intelligence. And, and you can have robotic teachings. But what you need is a teaching priest who speaks things that are backed by an altar of heaven. And so you can have the intelligence of a message, but you need the weight of an altar. Let me say that again. Intelligent messages don't get you saved. You need the weight of an altar to back the word of God. That's why when we say, come to the altar, we've said a word, we've released the word, but you need the weight of the altar. Somebody say, shout amen. So a teaching priest teaches you to prosper even as your soul dot prosper. Even as your soul dot prosper. So the acid test is uh, where there is a teaching priest, the people are rich in reserve, but they are also rich in relationship with God. We together. So under a teaching priest, here comes the nagging part. You are never permitted to have more money than God. You are never permitted to have more. Does he not want you to have? He wants you to have money. But he wants you to have more God. If you have more money, the money will become your altar. The money will become your God. But if you have more God, if you make God your treasure, and where your treasure is, there your heart is. Are we together this morning? That's free. So Samuel is God's priest, is God's prophet, and is God's judge. When the people are losing, God says to them, this is the secret. Tell them to put away 
all the foreign gods and he accesses heaven's spiritual technology using spiritual mysteries and protocols to secure the victory of the heritage of Israel. I'm going to show you the scripture just now. And in the ensuing battle with the Philistines, God intervenes and he gives Israel victory through help. Victory through help. Let's look at the scripture, the scripture of interest. I'm teaching this morning. Are, you, are we together? While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord thundered with a loud thunder. Last night we were asleep, just going to sleep at about 10 o'clock. And then there was this loud, have you ever been scared by the sound of thunder? <sighs> that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder. I, I put it in brackets. And I'm going to show you three ways that God will help you. Number one, divine intervention. Somebody say divine intervention. Uh, when you leave this meeting this morning, these three things must be embedded in your mind. I'm teaching you to pray. You must say, God, I need divine intervention. When you're coming up against Philistines in your life, uh, when you come against Paninas in your life, uh, when you come against anything that is always against you, those thorns, uh, you, what, you, what you need is divine intervention. Somebody say divine intervention. I'm going to pray that the thunder of God... You'll hear me pray that this morning that the thunder of God is going to be upon your situation. I speak this morning so some of you that are in struggle that the thunder of God will sound over you. There's going to be a loud sound over your situation. I said the thunder of God. Is there anybody that needs the thunder of God in their life? You've been going through the same battles, same Philistines, same Paninas. Every day what you need is a sound from heaven. You don't need the sound of another doctor. You don't need the sound of a bank manager. You don't need the sound of a manager or assistance in the area of your career. What you need is the sound of thunder. And thunder cannot be created. It has to be given from heaven. What you need this morning, I say, is divine intervention. I declare and decree that there's going to be divine intervention into some of your situations. I declare and decree that diviner, that the God of the heavens, that the God of Jeshurun, that the God who was the God of Abraham, the God who saw Isaac through when the Philistines came and clogged up his father's wells and filled it with sand so that the water will not flow. Those enemies that come towards your life and are filling your water holes with sand instead of the water flowing, taking away away from 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 Isaac we're gonna reposition you to Sitna but the thing that you need is the wells of Rehoboth somebody say my Rehoboth is coming declare I declare and decree that your Rehoboth is about to come that the wells that the Philistines are clogging in your life is gonna flow with water again I feel it this morning I declare it this morning I decree it into somebody's life where your life has become dry like the deserts of, of Dubai, the deserts of the Sahara, may water flow again. I said may water flow again. And it's not by power, saith the Lord, not by might, saith the Lord, but by my spirit. Yes. Take your seats. But the Lord thundered with loud thunder. And that's divine intervention. Somebody shout divine intervention. Against the Philistines. And threw them into such a panic. That they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah. 
and pursued the Philistines. The thing that you've been hiding from, I pray that you will come out of hiding like Gideon when you should be on the threshing floor. You are underneath in a wine press. This morning I pray that you will arise from your hiding places and may the hunted become the hunters. <laughs> Those things that have been pursuing you, may you have bold, I declare and decree that boldness will arise in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind, in your body. God will give you the strength that you will pursue the very thing that was pursuing you. And the Bible says the men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines. This thing that has always been against you, now you stand under the power and the might and the spirit of God and you start to push it back. They slaughtered them. They did what? You can only do that when you have divine intervention. Slaughtering them along the way to a point below Beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen. And he named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. I'm talking about divine intervention. And Samuel named it Ebenezer. I want you for the rest of your life to, rem to remember what the word Ebenezer means. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. He takes a stone and he sets it up and he calls the stone Ebenezer, the rock. He calls it Ebenezer and he kind of establishes an altar out there. Now it's not for us to keep taking stones and, and doing physical things because Christ, the solid rock on which we stand, has become our altar but I want you to know this morning and, and speak spiritually on a literal meaning of an altar now some people have an altar of compassion and the reason why they, they, they so blessed is because they always serve us the altar of compassion you say, what are you telling us, Pastor? There are some people at the beginning of each year, they will give, uh, some businesses will give, uh, open their, their, their checkbooks and give to, the, uh, to, to compassion. You know what they're doing? The posture of their heart is consecrated at that moment. And that becomes the altar that, they, that, that services their blessing for the next 12 months. And then the next year they, they start again. They give, an, they, they give to compassion. They learn something. And you must also learn that there are some things that the Lord helps you in. You establish an altar and you name that altar. So that in the next time you want help from God. Here I'll raise my Ebenezer. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I want to at this juncture ask you, do you have some altars that you have named? And some of the names of my altars may not be the same as Letitia's altars. Because some of the things that I have been through. I may have needed some protection and God came and he protected me. I saw his protection and I called it Jehovah Nisi, the banner of protection. You may not have needed protection, but you may need provision. And when you prayed and prayed and prayed and God has made that, you have your own altar for provision.
And then you go and remember by that altar how God has helped us. I just thought, I'll... do you have some names of your altars? You must write it down. Jehovah Rapha, the day when God delivered me from an infection, from an infirmity, God healed me, God delivered me. And so, thus far, the Lord has helped us. Watch this. Sit, lean, lean, lean in. So the Philistines were subdued and they stopped invading Israel's territory. It's a result of uh, Samuel making some sacrifices. It's a result of Samuel accessing divine intervention and he held the Israelites at a bay. And like the scripture, throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against Philistine, the Philistines. That means as long as Samuel was the ruler. And that's why don't ask for a Saul when you have a Samuel. Don't even ask for a David when you have a Samuel. As long as throughout Samuel's lifetime. That speaks about covering. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. You must understand in spiritual terms that you are under a covering. You must be under a man that is submitted to God so that the rewards of that covering come to you. When you are submitted to a ministry that is submitted to God, you enjoy heaven's rewards of submission. May I want you to, to, to hear that. Don't move out of Noah's ark. Stay under covering. And that is true also for a spiritual house such as this. It is true also for your physical house. If you have a father, respect and honor your father and your mother. Don't move out of their covering. They provide you with providence. There's protection. And I understand it's Women's Month and all the women liberation and all of those things. But don't get too caught up in diminishing the role of a man. The man, I'll say it today and I'll say it for the rest of my life because it's still in the Bible. The man is still the head of his home. The dress code may have changed. And you may be wearing the pants, ladies. And don't diss your, don't diss your men. And that seems to be the, the, the going take of the world today. To diminish the role of the man. Just see Barbie. I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. They put Ken in pantyhose. I haven't seen, but it's, it's, that's what it is. They want to change the underwear of men. And then maybe 20 or 30 years from now, we will try and find out where did we go wrong? And you won't even be able to find out where, why is society crumbling? Let God be God. I said, let God be God and the enemy be scattered. So understand, if you got a Samuel and there's, there's a blessing over there, stay in it. You move out of covering. Oh, well, we, well I say, why, why didn't you, why? Oh, I don't like the songs you sing. You got to understand the depth of spiritual covering. And stay undercover. Touch your neighbor, say, stay undercover. So the, town, the towns from Ekron to Gath that the Philistines had captured from Israel were restored. When God helps you, 
there's divine restoration. Somebody say divine restoration. There was divine restoration to Israel and Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the hands of the Philistines and there was peace. When you say there was peace, there was divine preservation between the Amorites or between the Is Israel and the Amorites. There are three layers of help from God. Listen to me. Pay attention. There are three layers of help from God in the realm of the spirit. Number one, say it with me, divine intervention. Number two, divine restoration. Number three, divine preservation. Say it again. One, two, three. Divine intervention is where God intercepts the plans of the devil for your life. Either before in it or in it. But there's a divine interception. Divine intervention of the plans that the devil has for your life. Number two, divine restoration. Where God restores what the enemy destroyed. Number three, divine preservation. When God sustains and keeps you where he brought you Amen. Let's talk about divine intervention. When God steps in and he keeps your enemies at bay. In your prayer this morning, I want you to pray. Young people, pray. You, there are all kinds of weapons, uh, uh, weapons fashioned against you. The Bible says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. This morning I want you to pray divine intervention. You must draw a circle all around you and say no weapon formed against me. That's going to be divine intervention. Let me tell you this. If you don't have divine intervention, you will fight unnecessarily, unnecessary and irrelevant battles in your life. Everything that's formed again. But when you have divine intervention, God prevents. I'm not sure whether this is you, but I don't believe it's you. There's somebody else that's not you. But you know some people, drama is always on their life. If there's not this one thing, there's something else. There's always drama with those people. They get delivered from one thing. And just when that thing is over... Another thing happens, not you, but the other person. Have you, have you ever come across some people like that? And, and it's, I'm not talking about good drama. I'm not talking about romantic drama or thrillers or whatever. But there's horror movies, horrific things. There's always a measure of drama in their life. That pattern must break. That thing must break. There are families... But all, there are some families, they, they hate peace. They, they cannot, and, and you must have one drama queen or king in a family. You, the whole family will be at peace and suddenly uh, this one will pick up the phone and torment you. It's a Philistine. Yeah, listen, listen to the message now. This, there are some Philistines for which you need divine intervention. The reason some of you, not you, but others, they look so old in their age because they fight unnecessary battles. They're always fighting. Always. Their, their life is full of drama. And, and, and they, they, they celebrate their 50th birthday in the 29th year. Because that's how they, how they look. They're just, just miserable. There's a coat of drama on them. This morning, ask for divine intervention that it'll give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Uh, heaviness is a spirit. Listen to me. Heaviness is a spirit. Some people, like they ask in the family, if, you, if there's bad news, they'll say, uh, well, ask, ask Shabnam to break the news. Because that's always the drama queen. Like anything happy, they'll say like, ask Shiva to do it. Or Shiva, whatever. Two Chronicles 2015. 
Thus says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours but the battle is the Lord's. I like to rest in that thing. When anything comes to, I say, the battle is not mine, but the victory is. You will not fear the terror of night when you understand the God of intervention. You will not fear the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilences that stalk in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday when you understand that you, got a, you have a God of divine intervention. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you, says Psalm 91.5. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Yes. Be still and know that he is God. This morning from this altar, I declare and decree that there will be spiritual restraint inside of a battle that you are fighting this morning. Hear me now, I don't know who's the 10 people that I'm speaking to, but I declare and decree spiritual restraint over the battle that you are fighting or over the battle that's coming against you. All of the drama must cease in instantaneously. All of your drama must cease miraculously. All of your drama must cease today. I release this morning the sound of thunder over the attack that is coming to you. Some of you in your workplaces, you don't even know, but there is a collusion going out against you. I'm prophesying this morning. I'm not sure who I'm talking to in your, in your, in your career. There are people that are waiting to pull you down so that they can have your post. This morning, may the sound of thunder be upon them in the name of Jesus. May the intervention that God brought to the Philistines, may that intervention come to your attacks this morning. I'm prophesying this morning. May God be God and let the enemy be scattered. May the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Everything that is devised against you, every conniving spirit that is against you this morning, I put my knee on this altar and I pray it will come down. Every giant that you are facing, every Goliath, that's coming up against you every demon that is fashioning demonic onslaughts this morning as you're preaching priest I bow with you this morning and I pull it down I make it of no effect the God the God of Jeshurun the God of Jeshurun the one who rides on the wings of wind and moves this morning may the wind of the Holy Spirit blow in your direction whatever you're facing some of you are facing court battles. I pray it will disintegrate and be brought to nil. Those of you that are facing legal challenges, the woes of legal challenges this morning, may God give you victory in it. Everything that the enemy is bringing towards you, I speak divine intervention. It's no use receiving an in a word of intellect and there's no weight on the altar. I bring an altar this morning to subsidize your victory. I bring an altar this morning as we speak this word. May you have divine intervention. May you be locked in the hand, the right hand of God. The right hand of God. I feel the presence of God this morning. I pray, I pray, I pray that your battle axe will be made sharper in this, in this sanctuary this morning. And everything that you lay your axe to, it will be so sharp this morning. It will cause those things to come down. Victory! Victory, victory by the right hand of God. I speak divine intervention. I speak divine restoration. You will not lose years this morning. Yes. This is your Israel. You will get out of here and you will pursue the Philistines. You didn't come to church this morning. You came to the altar of God.
If you leave this morning and you leave the same, then there was no encounter. But you must encounter God. God's presence must be with you. You must say, I met with God. I saw him face to face in the spiritual realm. You must have the protocol of an encounter this morning. Healing rain must fall. Healing rain must fall. Healing rain must fall this morning. I said healing rain must fall this morning. Healing rain must fall this morning. Sadagabo shekete Yes, you need the intervention of God. You need the intervention of God. You will not fear the terror of the night. You will not fear the arrows that flies by day. You will not fear the pestilences that stalks in darkness. Neither will you fear the destruction or the waste of the noonday. A thousand is going to fall at your right side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But they shall not come near thee. I prophesy this morning divine intervention. I prophesy this morning the right hand of God. While you're standing, listen to me. Whilst you're standing, listen to me. There's a mystery that makes for the help of God. There's a mystery that makes for the help of God. And that mystery is called the hand of God. I said the mystery is called the hand of God. Listen to me. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 19. God says to Moses. I know if you go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh will not let you go. There are some things in your life it's so hard. There's a Pharaoh. That means there's a spirit that is sponsoring it. If you go to Pharaoh, Pharaoh will never let you go. If you do some things in human intellect, if you do something on your, on your own esteem, it won't work. God tells Pharaoh, he says to Pharaoh, listen to me, and this is what you need. He said, I, I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless he's compelled by a mighty hand. He says, so I will stretch out my hand and I, I will strike Egypt. The mystery that makes for the help of God is the hand of God. I'm not sure who needs to pray this this morning, but say, God, I need your hand. I need your right hand. I need divine intervention. That CV that you've given and it's always been obliterated by the hand of Pharaoh. You need to pray, God, let your right hand take my CV from the bottom of this file and place it on the top. Shine it before those that have authority. Shine it before the ruling pharaohs so that they will see it. I don't know how you do business in a corrupt world of bribery and everybody palming each other. They palm each other. But you need the palm and the hand of God. Before you go into the boardroom, before you go into the next business deal, I want you to learn about the right hand of God and say, God, I bring your right hand of intervention in this deal. I'm struggling, oh God. There's a Pharaoh behind us. There's an authority behind us. There's a holding spirit behind it. But if the right hand of God will just soften the hearts of men and women, 
I bring it up this morning. I bring it up. I bring it up. I bring it up. As Samuel did, he accessed the codes of technology and he said, move away from your foreign gods and look to the sovereign God. This morning, I'm not sure who you are, but the arm of flesh, you tried to do it with your own hand. But what you need now is the divine intervention of God. You need the hand, the sovereign hand of God. If you move this morning with the same self-esteem, they call it self-esteem. You move with your own steam. It's not going to work. But if you move with the right hand of God, you need the divine intervention of God inside of what you're going through. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Take your seats. The second layer of help, the second layer of help is restoration. The way God creates restoration is by the way of speed. And if you're praying this morning, you must ask God for the grace of speed. Look at your life and see all the years that the canker worm and the caterpillars eaten and ask God, God, give me speed. For the things that I've lost before I die. 20 years can happen in one year. When you have the grace of speed, grace of speed. I'm not sure who this resonates with you, right? You're feeling it in your spirit now. Never hit all of you. But some of you, you need the grace of speed. When you stand on an altar next, pray nothing but say, God, give me the grace of speed. You will no longer rise by human effort, but you will, can only rise with the help of God. Your investments were doing bad, but when the grace of speed comes in, suddenly that, that investment starts to turn out for your good. Suddenly that house value picks up because... Um, Everybody wants to buy in that area. That's called the grace of speed. Barren woman, you've been barren and you've been crying like, like Anna. And suddenly when God deals and puts baby in your womb, you have quadruplets. I heard on the news the other day in, in R.K. Khan's hospital, it was uh, this woman didn't know she, she was expecting that she would birth one child. But when they took out the one, another kid. When they took out another, another came. And just when they thought they could close it up, another came. I don't know who's been praying this morning. I prophesy by next year this time. That the wells that the Philistines have clogged. Listen, it's very interesting to see. Go and read Genesis 26. Abraham does well, but when Abraham dies, the Philistines go there. There's somehow, there's a strength that a man brings. And whilst he's alive, nobody takes a chance. Because if he calls on the name of his Lord God, and they waited, as soon as he died, they go and fill up all of his wells with sand. Now his son Isaac goes, and Isaac takes out the sand. In Essek. But in Essek, they look at the boy, and because they look at that he doesn't have a father, they go and take advantage over him and they, they fill up his wells with sand. And and he starts to quarrel, but he loses the quarrel. And then he goes to a place called Sitna and he opens up that well, thinking that that land will be safe. And the people there start to argue with him and they fill that land with or that well with sand. And so he puts his head down and he goes even further. And he comes to a place called Rehoboth. And when he opens up, the waters start to spring. And the divine hand of God is around him. And nobody comes to torment him or ask for his water. I pray this morning that the arguments and the pretensions of your life that has been filling up your water holes with sand. The arguments 
in your families that are filling your blessings, filling your oil wells, filling your water wells with sand, that you move away from Essek, that you move away from Sitna, the supernatural hand of God will remove you from Essek and Sitna and it'll bring you to your Rehoboth. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I'm not sure who needed that word. But if you needed it, go and read Genesis 26, 22. So he called its name Rehoboth saying, For now, the Lord has made room for us. And I can't hear you. And we shall be fruitful in this land. I decree and declare that your fruitfulness is coming to you. And the third layer of help is when God preserves you. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. Throughout his lifetime. You will only realize like the songwriter says, you never miss the sun till you see the snow. You will only realize the blessing of somebody in your life when that person is taken away from your life. That's how it goes. We never appreciate the sun until we see the snow. We never miss home. How does it go? Till we never miss the road. Yeah. Let me drink. Can I tell you, can I tell you something very private? Okay. No, I think it'll cost trouble. I think it'll cost trouble. What do you think, Rita? I always tell my wife because I was courting her, right? From school. I say to her, if you married anybody besides me, no matter who you were are or with, I would have come for you. <laughs> and that's the worried. You know, when like you, you're in the snow and you're missing the sun. No matter where, I tell you, if you could be wherever, I would go. And I'd stand under, a, I, I already pictured it, how I would do it. <laughs> I'd go like with flowers, Kendall, and I'm like, if you should ever think of leaving me, don't let it go too far The love of an angel Never kissed me before You understand? And I have this innate confidence That the right hand of God <laughs> Would bring divine restoration And give me the awesome preservation now, I don't know where, why I went that way. But the third layer of help is preservation. If you are afraid or you feel defeated, this morning, if you are afraid of something and you are feeling defeated, I'm not here to, to cause you to feel bad, but you are lacking in faith. You have lost sight of the divine hand of God. 
part of the curse in Deuteronomy 28 that you spoke about. It has a sector of blessing and then it speaks about the curse. In verse 66 it says, listen to this. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. And thou shall fear day and you shall fear night. And you shall have no assurance of thy life. That's, that's not what God wants you to have. You spoke about the blessed life. If your life is hanging in doubt before thee, you are lacking some faith. Something is wrong. There's a Philistine close by your area. And what you do need is the right hand of God's intervention. If you fear day and you are fearing night, God has not given you the spirit of fear. But God has given you the spirit of a sound mind. If you wake up each morning and you are fearing the day, something's amiss. This message is for you. We're going to have to go and storm the gates and cause a war of thrones. Listen to me. We have to cause a war of thrones. And we have to go to the altar and break this thing because it's a curse. We need to move in the blessings of God. Are we together? How do I do that? I don't have enough time. The verse is too long, but you can go and study. It's Psalm chapter 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high God will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, therefore, he is my refuge and he is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler you will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the destruction that wastes at noonday will you stand this morning now I told you about the three realms of help I'll take it on Wednesday because I don't have enough time, but I'll overarch it on Wednesday on how to align yourself for divine assistance. I'll use Abraham as a case study and show you when your sacrifice is perfected. Are you coming on Wednesday? I'll show you on Wednesday that you may have to let go of some of the things, the end of flesh, that have brought you thus far. Because we look at the advantage of flesh. But it always is open to going amiss. I'll show you all of that on Wednesday.